podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. This is the second episode of a a slight revamp of then, now and the next game show, but we are still here to ultimately preview the next game and to discuss Rangers news. I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me as always is Ali Pearson. How's it going, mate? Not too bad. Ah, Quite a week, another week of walking for me. I was working this morning, which was, I only work two half days a week at the moment, so not very exciting. No, again, again, and work for you must be something to look forward to, which is an odd thing to be like, man. Looking forward I'll, to that. It's a bit weird, to be honest. It's yeah, it's 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 good to look forward to, but at the same time, it's quite hard to motivate yourself to work four hours and then you're back off again. It's it's a weird one to be honest. I'd rather be working full time so you're in a rhythm, but that's what it is. Yeah, mine has been a blessing in disguise in that regard, mate. That it's kind of kept me in a, a wee bit of. Um, of some 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 form of routine anyway, um, so uh, it has been a bit of a blessing in disguise. But I wouldn't half love a, a month on follow, mate. To be honest, just to have a wee a wee break from it all. But I mean, you can't complain, mate. I'm lucky to have a job. Um, you're lucky to still be in yours. Yeah. Um, you know it's furloughed, but it's still you're still lucky to have a job. Makes a lot of people worse off than us. But apart from that, mate, I'm still trying to walk as much as I can and. Lose a bit of timber, mate. Um, but yeah, so Ali, we are in the month of 55, mate. Um, you got your fireworks ordered? Not yet. Well, you know what I've been in like in this podcast? I've been like, I'll judge <laughs> you after January, I'll judge you after February, and uh, it is there, but no, I've not got anything ordered yet. I mean, I see Scotia's got a, a shark head he's ordered, he's ordered a blow-up shark, a shark t-shirt. <laughs> I see a lot of the boys online have got the flares, the fireworks, I mean... I'll be waiting for it at my window when um, when seen. it all happens to see Glasgow erupt. It will be absolute scenes, mate. I think you'll be. I think no matter where you live in Glasgow, if you look out your window, you're going to be able to see something. Um, yeah, you know, something to really look forward to, and this could be a a massive a massive uh, month for us. So just before we get into some Rangers news, just a few things regarding the podcast I'd like to share with you. So first off, thank you to all of you for listening um, and for continuing to listen to us. It's amazing support and just a bit of a shameless plug from me, um, really. Um, if you listen to us or watch us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and like the videos. It really does make a huge difference. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please leave us a wee five star rating and leave a comment where you can and give us some feedback about the shows we do and even drop some ideas into us um, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram so give us a wee follow, give us a like and leave us a message um, thank you very much for the support uh, last thing um, just before we get into the Ranger stuff is the charity raffle we are running for MND Scotland is ending on Saturday um, thank you to everybody who's donated so far Thank you to the Skernley and Beams Bay Rangers Supporters Club who have helped us pump up the amount raised so far, but we're a bit off our target. doesn't look like we're going to be able to reach our, our target of a £555. My mum always told me to reach for the stars, mate, so I think I might have reached a wee bit too far with this one, but... Um, we are still doing really well. It's about £250 just now, which is which is really, really good. So please help us um, 
closing in or target as much as possible. So head to our Facebook page. The pin post at the top will tell you everything you need to do to enter. We're only looking for a £1 donation to be entered into a raffle. You've been with a chance of winning a framed printed artwork of Fernando Rickson and a copy of the book The Final Battle, Fernando Rickson. So just head over to the Facebook page. It'll tell you everything you need to do to enter into the raffle and it closes on Saturday. So let's help fight the battle against MND. So that's all my, my podcast stuff done and we will jump into Rangers. Now, so this is a kind of new bit that we're introducing here. It's each of us bring something to the table that we want to speak about. So I'll go first today and it's obviously since the last time we spoke to you um, in our usual format of kind of pre-match and post-match, the Europa League draw was made. Rangers have been drawn against Slavia Prague in the last 16 of the Europa League. So Ali, what's your what really to get your initial thoughts on on the draw? I'm, in my opinion, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Could, I could have been a lot worse. I mean, the way that I was watching the draw live, the way it was going, we're always at the end in these draws. Rangers, we're never at the beginning of the draws. We're always at the end. But when I seen Man United come out, and I think there was only us and um, four other teams left or something at the time, that's the one I wanted. And then we didn't get it. And then I looked at what was left. There was Molder. There was obviously Sparta Prague. There was, um, well, who else was in there? The mob for, who was it? It was a Spanish team. Granada. Granada was, we were still in it. Yeah, yeah but no, I, I think it's a decent draw. There's no mugs at this last 16, to be honest. This team, if you look at their um, domestic form, they're very similar to Rangers. They're flying in their league undefeated. They're 11 points clear of... Uh, what do you call them? The, the, team, the team that put out Celtic. What are they called again? Um, Sparta. Is it Sp- oh, Sparta. I don't know. Is it Sparta uh, Prague? Is that it? Sparta Prague. That's it. Aye, you get to them. They did similar names. Aye. So, aye, they're second in that group but in the league. I mean, sorry. But, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a decent draw for Rangers. It's, we could we could come through it. I mean, they did put out Leicester, which a lot of people look at. Leicester's obviously flying quite well down the Premiership, but yeah, I would I would put it at a fifty-fifty shot for Rangers. I think it's a better chance than maybe Leverkusen last season. So yeah, I think we've got a decent enough chance. But I wouldn't. There are no mugs around for Rangers fans out there thinking, oh, Slavia Prague, we should beat them. I think fifty-fifty is what I'd put it at. Yeah, they're, they're no, they are definitely no mugs, mate. <clears throat> in all honesty, I don't think there's many teams left in the competition right now that are mugs, mate. You don't get to this point in this this competition that the way it's formatted if you're not not a decent team. I don't think they're as good as Leverkusen, but I think they're still a game. Um, I think it's that's going to be a proper matchup. Uh, from the initial reports and different journalists and ex-players and whatever talking about it, they're saying that they they like to score a lot of goals and well, obviously the Rangers like to score a lot of goals and it's going to yeah. end up. Four each or something on the first leg or whatever, but I think if Rangers click into the form that we did, especially in the second half um, last Thursday night, if we click into that form again, then I think we can give any any team a, a, a run in this competition. And uh, it's now just a bonus to me. And um, we've matched what we've done last season. Um, we've we've made the money um, as much as much as possible, obviously without the, the kind of the gate revenue and whatever else, but or the match day revenue, but we, we've made the money that we did last year, and I think it's it's an achievement again for Rangers. It's when's the last time Rangers done something like this? Do you know what I mean? Got this far in a competition, two years on the trot, so a European competition, even this this 
two years on the trot. So it's it's a great achievement. And now I'm just, yeah, I'm going to sit back and enjoy it, hopefully. But I do believe if Rangers kick into the, the, as I said, the gears that we can kick into when everybody just flows, everybody knows what's happening, um, I think we'll give them a right good game. Um, I, I really don't, I, I fear no foe. I stand by my, my social media post, mate. I, I fear no foe. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It would have been interesting to see is against AC Milan or Man United. But you never know, mate. We get through this then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you never know what's going to happen next round. So, yeah, Ali, we'll move on to you. What have you? What do you want to bring to the table to talk about, mate? Uh, I kind of kind of broke today. Obviously, leagues one and two in Scotland, the women's league as well. Scottish Cup was all put in limbo, obviously, because of coronavirus, and obviously there was the uptake in cases, people get infected. Obviously, we're in a lockdown at the moment. All these clubs are all part time, so. Yeah, no, they've come out today. Nicola Sturgeon's given a green light for them all to return now. So, yeah, they can come back to training now. Obviously, they need to go by the COVID protocols and stuff. So, all that needs to apply. But the Scottish Cup has now got the green light to, to come back as well, which is good news. Obviously, that's good news. It's, obviously, it's a, a cup to go for, maybe a treble for Rangers. If you look at the league, the Europa, Europa League and the Scottish Cup, that's a treble maybe there. But, no, I... <laughs> I mean, league, leagues one and two aren't really much of an issue in terms of us, but it's good to see them back in terms of Scottish football. Some Obviously, they don't get any money, leagues one and two, in terms of people through the door, that's their main income. So it's, it's good to see them back. Obviously, you see the news now, the COVID rates are now dropping. A lot of people are getting vaccinated now, so we're hopefully going in the right direction. But the Scottish Cup coming back is good because I was looking... After the Celtic game, if the Scottish Cup wasn't coming back, there was a hell of a lot of free weekends and there wasn't much football at all. So I don't know how they'll look to structure it. Obviously, we were due to play Cove Rangers. Oh, wait, when was that? Dungeon United game? Or was it? No, it was before Dungeon United. Yeah, I think it was Dungeon United game. So, yeah, so, yeah, so that's coming back. So they might have to play maybe, they might have to squeeze it slightly, the Scottish Cup. But in terms of League Ones and Two, they'll probably play a couple of games a week, I'd imagine, to try because yeah. they're only playing 27 games this year, Leagues One and Two. So no, it was it was good to see the Scottish Cups now back, and it it gives us something else to sort of look forward to. I mean, as much as I mean, the leagues what I want, the Scottish Cups a wee sideshow, but if we could maybe wrap the league up this this month, it gives us something else to get our teeth in and maybe go and win that as well. So. I don't know what your thoughts are on that or the Scottish Cup coming back. I, I think it's less so the Scottish Cup. Um, I, th- I think this is really important for the low league teams, um, especially to get back to football. They they have been decimated by this, mate, and it's it's understandable and not understandable at the same time because we're obviously doing it. Obviously, they don't have the, the constant facilities to be able to constantly test the facilities and the revenue to constantly test their players and their staff. So they really have to put a lot of trust on people to live by these rules. Um, obviously, it becomes more difficult with teams being part-time. There's guys still going to, um, guys and girls still going to their work before going to training or whatever. So it becomes a wee bit more complicated. I think it's good that the, the government's decided to let it go ahead because the rates are dropping now. There is a lot of people getting vaccinated. Um, I think my, my mum's been done, my dad's been done, and my sister's all been done. My sister's um, clinically vulnerable, so she's been done. So, it, I mean, it's all going in the step of the right direction. I'll probably get done in, like, I don't know, November or something like that. I don't know when my, my jag's going to be. But, again, though, it's... The, the, 
everything seems to be seem to be kind of getting on top of things. Of course, they've mentioned a new strain because I'm a I'll, I'll, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but I'm a fun believer that they'll just announce a new one every now and again just to try and keep us all on our toes. But um, it's it's a really good thing, and the, the Scottish Cup. I think it was actually the end of January the Cove Rangers game was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, end of January. Um, so I mean that's, that seems like a lifetime ago, really, when you think about that. How long ago that seems, but. It will be interesting to see. I, I still think they might look towards doing this mini tournament thing. Um, they, in could, order... I mean, they could. They could do it. I mean, I, I've said previously, there's that many free weeks coming up. They could. They could bring the league forward if you like, and then do it at the end over three weeks potentially as a mini tournament, which I think would be. I think a lot of people would buy into that. To be honest, yeah, a lot of people would, mate. I think that's quite a good point, especially like the kind of the quick fire kind of pace of it usually it's like you play one round of the Scottish Cup and then you wait a month before you yeah. play the next one and obviously it picks up towards the end but yeah I think it could be really really interesting and um, we'll need to wait and see but it's good I mean obviously it's a, another thing for us to, to try and win um, this year which would be great imagine a treble with the Scottish Cup <laughs> Europa League mate. my goodness I'm just would... happy with the league this season you could probably put me in my coffin then. Thanks very much. That was lovely. I'm out here. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a really good thing for Scottish football, mate. Uh, and the, the sooner they, we, we all get back to normal and these teams can hopefully survive through this. Um, as I say, it's not been easy for them. Um, as you say, they, they make their money on people going to games, mate. And the, the kind of odd televised Scottish Cup game that they managed to get, that's how they kind of make their money. So yeah, I mean, I hope the... The pebbles of being the SFA really try and restructure or try and structure the Scottish Cup in order to try and benefit these these teams as much as possible um, by making it all tele- every single game televised or something. I'm really not sure how it would all work, but be interesting to see. Um, it'll be another, I'll say, another cup for us to hopefully win. <laughs> Make it a double. Um, so, yeah, um, just a last one from me um, is that former Croatian striker Nikita Jelovic has retired from football at the age of 35. So, Jelovic signed for Rangers on in August 2010 um, for £4 million on a four-year deal. He scored 36 goals in total, making 55 appearances in all competitions before he moved on. So, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because Jelovic is... A truly outstanding striker that I, that I seen. He was a, a a real cracking player. Um, the complete forward, really. Um, I think he's been the best, the best one I can remember. Morelos is probably closest to him just now in terms of from what I've seen, like a proper Rangers striker. Jelovic was that one. Um, and I just thought I'd ask you, what's your what's your memories of, or what's your kind of biggest memory or goals you remember from um, Nikita Jelovic? Yeah. Probably, probably true, to be honest. I mean, Morelos has been our best striker since all the, kind of, all the business of going into the administration way back in 2012. I mean, Jelovic, yeah, if you go way, way back to then, I mean, Christ, that's what, nine, nine, ten years before going away back then. He's probably, he was, yeah, he was the best striker we've probably seen between the space of him and, and Morelos now, but... No, he was a great player, Yelovich. I can't believe he's only 35. <laughs> I know. When I, when I seen that, I was like, he's only 35? Like, <laughs> Could do a job. <laughs> but obviously he's injured. But, um, no, great player, Yelovich. Yeah, clever player as well. Um, good skill as well, Yelovich. He could score headers. He could he could score all sorts of goals, Yelovich. I thought he was an outstanding player for us. 
I mean, there's lots and lots of goals. You can, I mean, obviously there's the the one that everyone will talk about. You might talk about the one, of the cup yeah. final goal. That's the one of people sort of associating with. But I mean, he's scored quite a few goals against Celtic. Um, there was the the game where we won. I think Lafferty ended up scoring a winner in it. Was it four two? I think it was that game. He scored a head on that one. Um, the one I sort of remember Yelvich for all the time was when we were going for the title and we were going up to Petodre in the running. I think we were. I must have been what a split maybe. I think five games to go or something, and got up up to Petodre at the time. We had to keep winning as well because it was nip and tuck with Celtic, and that's dodgy. He got up and he scored an overhead kick up there, absolute belter. <laughs> that, that's that's what I always remember of Jelovic. But no, outstanding the player Jelovic. I mean, he obviously went down to England. He was Everton, West Ham, Holly was at as well. Ended up in China as well, so he must have got a few bob going there, and then. Yep. And ended up at Locomotive Zagreb, apparently it is, but a knee injury has, has brought his career to an end. But no, a great player. I always thought he may come back to Rangers at one point when he was floating about these teams. He's one of the players, like, there's a lot of players we've had before that you think might come back. I mean, I always remember the one when Kuzan was just about coming back again with McCoy's, but when administration and that ruined that, but... It's yeah. always been a few players that might come back, but no, a great player, absolutely fantastic player. He was, he was a, he was a wonderful player. Um, a true, a true hero. I mean, I, I loved him, and obviously his time was cut a wee bit short because Rangers kind of cashed in on him. Um, but I mean, he was, he was a tremendous player. And yeah, the, the rumours of him coming back, it always kind of happens with players like that. They're only here for a short period of time. I think the same would be happening now if, like, say, Alfredo had left like, two years ago or whatever, and he wasn't doing great. There would still be that kind of rumours of we could bring him back, we could bring him back. But um, the reason I, I bring it up is obviously to talk about my, my, my favourite memory of Jelovic so it is the, the Scottish Cup uh, the Scottish League Cup final even from 2011 uh, so I was at this game I sat in the corner between the west, west Sand and the South Sand is that right we are the West Sand aren't we yeah yeah so yeah. the West Sand and the, the South Sand I was right in the corner of that and we were about I, can't, I don't even know you know that way when you're trying to figure out where you, what row you were in Hamden it's so hard to really pinpoint where we were but we were about three quarters of the way up I would say but my big cousin was with us that day and he was about a good 20 rows in front of us we were right on the aisle I was on the aisle seat my dad was next to me and uh, it was actually David was um, David was in the police at the time in the police at the time and he had to phone in sick for the work so he was standing down in front with a little bonnet and that on because he'd got the ticket from the club and he was obviously 20 rows in front the camera could see him and he's got bright red hair don't my big cousin was getting bright <laughs> Here. So he's standing down the, the down the front. I can say that now because he's no longer in the police, by the way, that's so I'm not grasping him in or anything. <clears throat> and he's about uh, 20 rows down. And all I remember from that goal was I remember Weiss putting the ball down. I remember him playing it. I remember Yelvich hitting it. And I only seen the ball hit the back post. I didn't see it roll in and actually go in. And it was just the cheer of the crowd as it came round. Like round the stand, and it just and it just went absolutely mental. The next thing I knew, I was about two rows in front of David, and turns in and looked, and I'm like, "How did I get so far in front of you?" He's grabbing me, shaking me, dropping, going absolutely mental, and it was an absolutely tremendous day. And by far, it's nowhere he's nowhere he's, he's kind of most skillful goal that he's ever scored, but the, the power and determination that he showed to score it, and the memories that it gave me, um, it will always be a fond one to him. So good luck to him. Um, Whatever he, whatever he fancies doing the rest of his, the rest of his, um, the rest of his career. So, um, but it's a shame to see him retiring at 35. Um, 
But yeah, maybe, maybe we should look into see how bad the knee is, mate. Bring him in. See if he, see if, see if he can last like Jermaine Defoe has. Um, but yeah, so good luck to him. Yeah, he was really some player for us. So we'll jump on to the next game. Uh, Rangers travel to the Spaghetti Dome to take on Livingston on Wednesday night and it's a 6pm kickoff. remember folks it's not the usual 7.45 kickoff. but before we get into the Livingston game and our thoughts on what the game holds it was press conference day today and it was Stephen Gerrard and Yanis Hadji so Ali do you want to take us through the presser? Yeah I wouldn't say there was anything major to come out of the presser today Usual stuff, they're trying to get sound, sound bites for Gerard all the time about obviously this title coming up. They asked him obviously about Livy. Livy's, do you know Livy's the, the only team that we in the league that we've not scored? It's on that nil nil draw was the, was the only game we haven't scored a goal this season in the league. Incredible, isn't it? Incredible. Pretty, pretty mad when you think about it. But what he was saying to Gerard is that team we faced back then. He basically said it was a team that didn't want to come and attack Rangers. They sat in. Obviously, David Martindale's got Livingston going. They were in that great run recently. 14, 14 matches undefeated for a Livingston team. What, that's an incredible record for them. Yeah, amazing. He, he was obviously, he mentioned they were unlucky in the, the cup final at the weekend. I actually did watch the cup final at the weekend. St. Johnson actually deserved to win that game. They were just a bit short, Livingston. Their form had dipped a wee bit before then. St. Johnson were coming into a game. So, yeah, St. Johnson deserved to play. But he did it. He said he expects the Levy to actually come out and play football against Rangers. He expects a high press. So, he basically said, we'll need to stand up to it, be ready for the challenge and basically go against them. But they were basically asking about the Rangers players and stuff. He says, really impressed mentality with the players. The level of consistency and desire from day one of pre-season, they've been spot on and it's helped us get us to this point. He also said, I want the players to be excited and enjoy the moment, but they have to keep the focus and concentration we have had since the first day of the season, which is basically what he's been saying for day one. We take one game at a time and move on, which will also come on to Hadji as well. He also mentioned the supporters. I feel for our supporters that they can't be with us to enjoy this. We had tried to make them proud every time we step in the pitch. Well, I can, he's made us extremely proud so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, he mainly kind of mentioned all, all, all that kind of thing. He did also mention that we were told that December was a big month for Rangers in terms of will they come through it. We came through it. But then, and then he says, but then we were told January was a big month. We came through it. Then we were told February was a big month. We came through it. And he says, look, we're now in March now. And he's he's he can see the finishing line now, Gerard. He basically said today as well, which I've said, he doesn't want to stumble over the line. He wants this wrapped up as quick as possible. So we can then focus on Europe and other things, Scottish Cup, etc. So no, they were getting sound bites out. David Tanner also mentioned obviously Ian St. John from Liverpool uh, passed away, unfortunately. I think he was eighty four, he passed away, and Gerard didn't know. And he mentions it at the end of the press conference, which I don't think he should be doing that, to be honest, to a guy that doesn't know about it. And just, he's looking for that reaction for Gerard. He's, he, I don't think many journalists would ask that. But obviously, David Tanner, he's been there for years and years. And yeah, I thought I was quite poor for David Tanner, to be honest, that one. I, I didn't like that. And, I would I would agree, mate. When he when he said I watched the press conference earlier on, and when he said at the end, I thought, why do that now? You blatantly know that Gerard doesn't know. He's not got a phone on him. He's not yeah. sitting 
watching anything or watching breaking news or anything. So yeah, I felt like it was a wee bit out of touch, a wee bit of out of um, kind of out of nowhere as well. Because you could see Gerard, they kind of took a big kind of sigh of breath and kind of sat back when he found out. So it's obviously a guy Gerard knows personally as well. So yeah, it was a bit not really the nicest thing to do. And it's, yeah. you know, it wasn't wasn't very fair. And just harken back to what you said about the. I loved his face when he was talking about we were told December was a big month, Giants yeah. of February. You could see the smile on his face, do you know what I mean? And it was really, really good to see him like that. But yeah, they were trying to get stone bites out of him as they always do. Um more more journalists than other, if you like, um, we're trying to get the, the kind of sound bite out of him, but again he just doesn't rise to it. Yeah. Now obviously Yanis Hadji was there today, which was decent. It was Joe Arrivo was there the last time and you kinda get much for Joe Arrivo, to be honest. <laughs> he was better the last time, to be fair. The last time he was actually a wee he, bit better. He was, he, he was better, Joe Arrivo, but he's a tight, he's a, just a really nice guy, Joe Arrivo. That's how I would probably describe Joe Arrivo, but whether he's got banter and stuff, I don't know, to be honest. He's just, he's just a nice guy, Joe Arrivo, but we'll leave it at that. Great player. <laughs> but um, no, Yanis Hadji was there. Again, they were asking Hadji about of the league, Rangers are that close to it. Pushed them and pushed them at the start. Oh, yeah. And again, they're all well drilled, these Rangers players, to deal with the press. So they, they, he was basically saying to them all, again, for the umpteenth time, yeah, we're, we're obviously close, we're, but we'll take one game at a time and keep going. So some of the things Yanis Hadji was saying, he was basically saying the team physically is in a good shape. Um we are finishing matches strong. Our mentality is always to be consistent for the full 90 minutes. He says you can't always win 3-4-5-0. There'll be tough games. It's all about getting a 1-0 win and, do, and doing the job. The most important thing, as always, is three points. He says there's a lot of excitement, but we have to have the same mentality we have had all season. Our focus is on Livingston and getting the job done. So that kind of highlights basically what Rick Gerrard and everyone that's in the press conference with him has been harping on for day one, we'll take one game at a time. I know we're only seven points from it, or however you want to do your maths, but I know we can just about touch it now, but we're taking it one game at a time, which is it's, how it should be. Yeah, it's hard not to sit here and get so excited, mate, every time I hear that we're seven points away and um, no disrespect. I mean, sorry, I mean, it could be less than seven points. I mean, the way you, the, the, the maths, because we play Celtic the third game, the, the, there's less points we can win this league in. So it is very close. When you're looking at the next two opponents, and no disrespect to them, you're like two very winnable games. And yeah, it gets, gets you awfully excited, mate. Um, and obviously, if things go well this weekend, if you like, then there will we, we, we can win it on Sunday without actually kicking a ball. So. Again, I don't know how I feel about that. Obviously, yeah. I want, I want to, I want to win it, but I don't care. I really know how we do it, and I probably won't care the moment it happens. I'll probably still cry like a bubbling wind because I'm, I'm going to cry probably. Um, but it's, I'd rather win it, kicking the ball. I'm the same. <laughs> I've, 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 I've got a, I had a feeling Celtic would drop points in the, in that obviously that Aberdeen game or the Dungeon United game coming up because Dungeon United are still going for top six so are Livingston who come to play us as well so they're, they've still got football to play for the two of them but I mean I watched Celtic against Aberdeen very similar to the first game they played a couple of weeks ago Aberdeen have got nothing up top see if Aberdeen had something middle to front they could have got something out of that game easily they had nothing but 
I just got a feeling they may drop points Celtic on Sunday, and like, you, and like you're saying, we could win the league on Sunday, and it'd be a weird feeling, I think, to to win the league that way. I, I'm the same as you. I'd rather win it watching a game live on the pitch rather than... I mean, you remember Leicester when they won the title. They won it because Tottenham, I think, drew two each for Chelsea at the time. And they were in a hotel room or something like that, weren't they? Yeah, so I think it'd be quite surreal, but... At the same time, I'm wanting it wrapped up as soon as possible. So I'll take <laughs> it's it. A it's, a, it's like a catch twenty two, mate. You you want to see us by you want to see us win by us winning a game, but if you're if we're going to win it by results going another way and making it possible for us, and we end up landed with the with the title and we, we get it, then I probably won't care. I, I probably yeah. won't because the emotional takeover from it, mate. Um, so we'll just jump back to, obviously, Yanis Hadji, mate, and he's a very impressive young man. Um, when, when you hear him talking, he's very, very good. He's very good at the press stuff as well. He's, Better English than us. Yeah, probably, mate. It wouldn't be hard, really, with us too. Um, well, me especially. But, yeah, I just I, every time I hear him in, a, in an environment like that, when it's the, the kind of the press conference before a match, he's just so professional. He's just... For such a young boy, with, with literally the world at his feet, really, um, and, and constantly living in the shadow of his dad, like constantly living in that shadow, he's just such an impressive young man. Um, and, and I love sitting, I love hearing him talk. I wanted him just keep, I was like, keep asking him questions. That was what it's he, he was good to listen to. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, as I say at the start, they were trying to kind of pull out as much of, try to get some form of soundbite out of them as much as they possibly could, as they always do. But it was just one game at a time, one game at a time. But it's so close now, mate. And it's I keep going off into TV daydreams. And I'm going, oh, no. God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so close. But yeah, so as you say, on to Livingston themselves, they're coming um, off a def- coming well coming to this game, if you like, off a defeat in the in the League Cup final on Sunday against St Johnston. They were beat by one goal to nil. In terms of league form, they are sitting fifth, so still pushing for the top six, and they're coming off a back of a draw away to St Murren, and before that it was a defeat to Dundee United at Tannadice, but they had went on that 14-game 14 14-game 14 unbeaten, wasn't it? 14-game unbeaten. Yeah. So Rangers are obviously entering this game after scoring 13 goals in three matches, uh, but the Tony Mac Arena is always an uncertain place to go. So, Ali, what can, what do you expect for tomorrow night? Do you expect them to get a bounce from the defeat, or do you think they're going to be, for a better phrase, flat on their arse? I don't know. Like I say, I, I watched them in the cup final, and I wanted Livingston to win. Same. I, not, not, not because... They might go out and have a couple of drinks on a Monday night in their house and be a bit bluttered for today. Not that <laughs> way. I actually like, I actually like the story of Davy Martindale, where he's been, where he's come from, what he's done with that Livingston team. I mean, Gary Holt. I know the boy, the boys in open goal call him the the bus driver because he just parks a bus with Livingston when he was there. But <laughs> Davy Martindale's actually got them playing football. I mean, to go 14 games unbeaten, played Celtic twice as well in those, those that run as well some achievement and it would have been a bit of a fairy tale story for him because he's obviously been given the fit and proper person test now it would have been a bit of a fairy tale story if he'd actually went on and won that cup but yeah, yeah. obviously all these these things don't happen it's football as we know these things always don't happen but no I, I think that the plastic pitch I mean but what I forgot to mention about the press is Balgan's out for tomorrow which leaves his Light it right. We'll come on to the teams, but it leaves us light at right back. I don't like Hollander and plastic pitches. I don't think Hollander can judge the bounce of a ball in plastic pitches. Every time I see him in a plastic pitch, I get the fear at times. So 
he'll obviously now play Hollander. But yeah, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a tight game. I mean, Rangers are flying for that the game last week. I'd, and they didn't play at the weekend. Rangers will be fresh coming into it. I expect Rangers to win. A draw, to be honest, isn't a disaster. It keeps us where we need to be in terms of points and stuff. So, but yeah, no, I, I well, come on, I don't think the scores will be. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be a tough game. I think Livingston will want to come out and show something. Whether they've got the energy to. To do it, I don't know, because I've just played a cup final. That can be quite draining, to be honest, coming from that. A lot <laughs> of people were wanting them to win. They didn't do it. And then you're facing Rangers as well. Yeah, I think it'll be an advantage to Rangers if I'm, if I'm being truthful. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right, mate. Um, obviously, they're going to try and come out and it'll be the whole let's concentrate on our finishing position in the league and if they manage to make top six it's a fantastic it's a fantastic season for them to be honest and um but yeah <clears throat> I don't see them being in there they're fully flying best to be honest because it's a tough one for them to take um I seen I seen I turned it on just before the first goal seen the first goal and then I watched all the second half as well and they were chasing the game for a long time do you yeah. know what I mean St. Johnson defended really well, as you would expect. Um, they kind of sorted that way. Um, and they did deserve it, to be honest. St. Johnson were probably better on the day. Um, but I think they could... I think they'll try. I think they're obviously going to... Martindale's not just going to let a lot of heads go down and then forget about it. They've now got the league to concentrate on and they've still got a very good chance of finishing in the top six, which would be amazing for them. Um, but I just don't think they'll have enough in the tank. Not with us coming off that result last week and having the week off pretty much to prepare for this. I just don't see it happening. So we'll jump on to the starting 11s, mate. Obviously, you've mentioned that <clears throat> Balligan's not going to be playing. Um, I am shocked that the SFA have not come out and banned Patterson today. Maybe it's still tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there is still tomorrow, to be honest. Um, I don't know if they will do it tomorrow. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I know nothing. I've not seen anything. I've, I've searched social media. I've searched people that I trust and sources that I know and um, that I know from social media and stuff, and there's nothing yet. So I'm doing this team on the basis that Patterson will be available to play. Um, and I think the only change is Patterson for Balogun. I think it'll be exactly the same team as it started the other night. So it'll be McGregor, Patterson, Golton, Holanda, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Kent, Aribo and Morelos. No. Kent, Hadji and Morelos. Aribo. Playing Aribo twice. <laughs> mine's, so slightly, I, mine's slightly different. I've, I mean, the Patterson-Covid thing, we can... Uh, we can like so we can draw a line under that now. Gerard's dealt with it. He's there. He's in the squad. I've got him in my team. I've got the same. I've got Shaga, Parson, Goldson. I would have played Balogun if he was fit at centre half and put put Parson at right back. Just if, if if that was what was available. Obviously, it's not. So Holanda, Barisic, my mid my midfield three is slightly different. I've got Davis, Kamara, and I've got Arfield in there. I've also, my front three, I know Hadji was in the press conference, but my front three is Kent, Morelos and Aribo. Probably deserves to go with the same team, to be honest, but I thought he might shoehorn Arfield in there. Difficult away game. Didn't play much minutes um, in the European game. I thought he may start, so that's what I'm going for. But we never get oh, it right anyway. So. We never get it right, maybe we'll both be wrong, no doubt. Um, no doubt Defoe will start or something, I don't know. Um, but 
I, just the way the front three played, mate, I don't see him changing the front three. Uh, but again, mate, what do we know? I mean, I don't think we've got one right the whole time we've been doing this podcast, mate, so we'll need to wait and see. I think we'll just quickly touch on it. So I, I don't want to batter on about the kind of COVID thing, and I understand that the club have made a decision, they've made the dealings with it, and they've decided to give them their second chance, which is fair enough. How do you think it's going to look to Scottish football if you play Patterson, though? I know, I understand, understand we're going for the result, right? And that's all that comes first, I get that. But there could be a bit of backlash from it. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't agree that he should have been in the European squad, to be honest. I didn't think they sh- any of them should have been there. But obviously they were there, he played, we all know what happened. I, I mean, I, I personally don't think he should be in the squad, the European squad or this squad, to be honest, but he's there. Gerard has said he's dealt with it. He's drawn a line under it. I mean, I, I'm obviously going to back Gerard. Obviously, that's that's what he's going to do going forward. We are picking the team as picking it for a bit of paper of who we think is going to be there to pick from. Obviously, Parsons a choice. Should he be there? No, I don't think so. Um other players you could possibly put. I seen Leon King was a was one people were floating about with. Could play right back. I've also said Arfield could play right back. I think for a couple of games. But personally, no, I don't think he should be there. I don't think it gives a good. No, I, I don't think. I, I don't know. It's one of these fifty-fifty ones because a lot of people go, "Oh no, he should be there." And other people go, "No," and. Yeah, I, will, I don't think he should be in the squad regardless at the moment. So going by that, no, he shouldn't be in the team. Yeah, again, it's another, I'm using the analogy for the second time, mate, but it's a catch-22. Again, because I, I'll, I'll tend to agree with some of what you're saying, mate. I just don't think it looks the best. I don't think it... I don't think it looks great. I mean, obviously, from what he done on um, Thursday night, and I'm not... I'm not criticising the performance or anything like that, but Gerrard's decided to play him. And I get that. I was shocked when I seen it, and I definitely expected a decision to have been made by the SFA by now, but it's just opened up this, I don't know, this opportunity for him to play. And the reason, the fact I'm even talking about it, mate, tells me that it's not sitting very well with me. It, it doesn't sit quite right. Because no matter how much you don't like Jones and you don't like Edmondson, they must be looking at this and going, right, hang about here. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, this this doesn't quite seem right. I'm not the biggest Jordan Jones fans, Jordan Jones fan at all, but he's doing quite well just now. Um, I seen his goal the other day as well. It was a cracker. So, nah, there's something about it that just doesn't sit quite right. I suppose we'll need to wait and see. So the SFA can still come out tomorrow morning and ban them, and then it kind of changes this conversation, makes this conversation null and void, mate. But if he gets the chance to play, it just doesn't sit quite right with me. That, that's the only way I could probably put it. But in general, we trust me and the club say they've dealt with it. Maybe the SFA are happy with the way the club have dealt with it. Maybe there's something else going on that we don't know about. I don't know. Maybe they're cleaning the car park or something, mate. I've got no idea. But um, anyway, we'll leave that there and we'll jump on to the scores, mate. So I'm going to go with 2-0. I'm going to say Morelos and Kent will score. That's what I was going to go with. <laughs> 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 so, Ellis and Kent to score as well? No, I'll go with a different first goal scorer. I'll go with Connor Goldson, first goal scorer for a corner. Yeah. 
That's fair enough, mate. So, yeah, remember, it's um, an early kick-off tomorrow night, so it's 6 o'clock, not quarter to 8, the usual one, and it's on Sky Sports, I think, isn't it? Sky Sports, yeah. Sky Sports. So, yeah, that'll do. So, Ali, thank you very much for your time today, no mate. Problem. Of course, I will speak to you tomorrow after the after the Livingston game. Aye, I look forward to it. So as always, please like, subscribe, follow, follow and share anywhere that you can. It really does make a difference and really does help support us. Thank you to everyone for listening. We are Club at 22 The Rangers podcast and we will speak to you tomorrow night with a club reaction pod where we will go through the game against Livingston. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. (laughs) 